Facebook land and in internet land. This is a, the Rhymes Media Group News Moment, and I'm Edward Rhymes. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk about bombshells, right? Now, a lot of what we see in this WikiLeaks, you know, uh, Vault 7, you know, CI file, CAI, CIA, excuse me, CIA files dump is not tremendously surprising on certain levels. We knew that they were spying on us all along. Some of us have been talking about this since Bush was in office. I'm raising my hand. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. I was talking about it when Bush was in, Bush was in office. I most certainly was talking about it when Obama was in office. So some of these things are not surprising, but to what lengths and to what levels they went with this and to and such specificity that we see outlined here in the WikiLeaks uh, files dump is, I mean, just very telling. I, I'll have to admit, even though you know these things, when you see it in black and white, so to speak, it makes you feel vulnerable. It makes you feel somewhat helpless because when you see how pervasive and how all penetrating this this technology is that the CIA is using against their own citizens, you, you, you have to you wonder you wonder, okay, where is the safe place? Where can I connect? Other than, you know, now if I can go out, yeah, I can go out. And we can, you know, connect face to face. But there are some people who are confined to venues like this because of health reasons or other reasons. Or they couldn't hope to, to have the reach or the scope as far as an audience goes without this sort of technology when it comes to social media and, and the internet. So, you, you, as I said, you, you feel vulnerable and you feel, you know, somewhat helpless because it seems too huge, too powerful, too great to be able to ever get around it or to be able to get under it or over it. So we'll talk more about that later on. I want to get into the specifics of this WikiLeaks dump here. So I'm, I'm reading from the WikiLeaks page here, and I'm reading from their press release. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things that jumped out at me was that the, the, the CNI espionage orders 
for the last French presidential election in 2012, you know. Uh, so it reads here, all major uh, French political parties were targeted for infiltration by the CIA's human, H-U-M-I-N-T, H-U-M-I-N-T, and electronic, electronic, signet, or T, which is S-I-G-N-T. So they infiltrated all French major uh, political, all French major French political parties, either by human resources or electronic resources. So in seven months leading up to France 2012 presidential election, this is what's going on. Now the revelations contain are contained within three CIA tasking folders published today, and this was uh, the 16th of February when they published this. Uh, by WikiLeaks as context for its forthcoming CIA Vault 7 series. So this was an earlier thing. So this is very telling, especially this year's election, where you got um, Marianne Lepin, and, you know, you have this, you know, uh, this very strong nationalist party, you know, rising up out of uh, uh, France this year, and, and, and as it is in other countries. Um, and so you wonder what side the CIA wants their bread butter on, wants their toast buttered on. You wonder uh, to what extent uh, they would go to make sure a certain person got into an office. Ha ha, I'm not saying wonder as if I'm actually wondering. Uh, we've seen the extent and the lengths that the CIA can go over the course of decades. So this is not like... Um, you know, powerful news. But when you get into the specifics is what I'm talking about. When you look at it, it's kind of like, man, you know, I heard that somebody, you know, uh, you know, got into a car crash and, you know, and, you know, and you, you can run down the details about the car crash and everything. But then you see a video of it. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Whoa. Okay. That's what this is. This is what this dump is. It is like seeing the video of the audio of the auto accident, of the automobile accident. So, you know, hey. So now we go to their dump from yesterday. It says today, Tuesday, 7th of March, 2017, WikiLeaks begins its new series of leaks on the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, codenamed Vault 7 by WikiLeaks. It is the largest ever publication of confidential documents on the agency. Now, it says the first full part of the series, year zero. Now, listen to how many documents in just year zero, the first part, comprises 8,761 documents and files from an isolated high security network situated inside the CIA Center for Cyber Intelligence in Langley, Virginia. It follows an introductory disclosure last month of CIA targeting French political parties and candidates in the lead up to the 2012 presidential election. Now, Recently, the CIA lost control of the majority of its hacking arsenal, including malware, viruses, trojans, weaponized zero-day exploits, malware remote control systems, and associated documentation. Now, wouldn't you think, ladies and gentlemen, wouldn't you think that if you go through this trouble, and, and, and from the estimates, it's like $100 billion plus that these things cost. 
And, and right now they're in Congress talking about, you know, privatizing health care even more. But, yeah, let's create this hundred billion dollar plus cyber arsenal. And oh, by the way, we've lost control of it. If you cannot see the inherent iniquity and evil of that, you spent all that money just to lose control of it. But we're talking about cutting Medicaid. We're talking about private accounts. I just want to weave this into the rest of the narrative in our country to tell you how screwed up we are as a nation. All right, let me keep reading this. Now, this extraordinary collection, which amounts to more than 700 billion lines of code, gives its possessor the entire hacking capacity of the CIA. Won't that keep you up at night, that there is another entity who can be just as diabolical if they choose to be as the CIA is because now they have what the CIA spent $107 billion, $700 billion to create. The archive appears to have been circulated among former U.S. government hackers and contractors in an, uh, in an unauthorized manner. Now, this is where, you know, <laughs> now, far be it from me to have to be put in a position to, to, uh, to defend Hillary Clinton. But if this is what you're talking to her about, unsecured emails, <laughs> and then you, the CIA, the number one spy agency, supposedly in the world, by the way, now that may be refuted by some other people, but they try to pass themselves off as such, and you lose something that cost a hundred plus billion dollars? What, you spent that much money, you know, creating someone else now has for free? But you jumped all over Madam Secretary because her emails, you know, were not secure. It, it, you know, look, like I said, far be it from me <laughs> to have to be in a position where I have to defend Hillary Clinton. But this is, governmentally speaking, pot calling kettle black. It really is. Now, one of those uh, former government hackers and contractors uh, provided WikiLeaks with portions of the archive. Now, here's the thing that people keep talking about. You know, these people are hacking into it. Now, you know, I don't think it's some of these people. These are leaks, people. This is WikiLeaks working, is why it's called WikiLeaks. This is WikiLeaks working with people on the inside, or people who used to be on the inside. Now, let me keep talking about the Year Zero thing, because this is the first day in it. Year Zero introduces the scope and dire direction of the CIA's global covert hacking program, its malware arsenal, and dozens of zero-day weaponized exploits 
against a wide range of U.S. and European company products include now these were against the white and these companies include now Apple's iPhones, Google's Android, Microsoft Windows, and even Samsung TVs, which are turned into covert microphones. So those smart TVs we got, they seem kind of dumb right now. <laughs> Smartphones? Mm -mm. Not high on the IQ scale right now. All right? Now, since 2001, the CIA has gained political and budgetary preeminence over the U.S. National Security Agency, uh, Security Agency in the NSA. The CIA found itself building not just its now famous drone fleet, but a de very different type of covert, globe-spanning force, its own substantial fleet of hackers. The agency's hacking division freed it from having to disclose its own controversial operations to the NSA, its primary bureaucratic rival, in order to draw on the NSA's hacking capacity. Now, before the CIA built this monstrosity, this monster, okay, this monster, before they built their, you know, this, this monster within the Center for Cyber Intelligence, before they built this monster, they had to go to the NSA to, had to go to the NSA to provide them with hackers that could do the work, all right? Now, there's no need for them to go to the NSA for that. They've built their own division, their own, as it says here, fleet of hackers. Now, by the end, still reading here because this is too good not to read. By the end of 2016, the CIA's hacking division, which formally falls under the agency's Center for Cyber Intelligence, the CCI, had over 5,000 registered users and had produced more than 1,000 hacking systems, Trojans, viruses, and other weaponized malware. Such is the scale of the CIA's undertaking that by 2016, its hackers had utilized more code than that used to run Facebook. Do you hear me? The CIA, the CIA hackers, by 2016, had utilized more code than is used to run Facebook. Is this getting through, ladies and gentlemen? The deep state, the shadow government. Every elected official has to kiss the ring of it, seems. Action. You're using more code than that's used to run Facebook? This is profound. It is stupefying. 
in a statement to WikiLeaks, the source details policy questions that they say urgently need to be debated in public, including whether the CIA's hacking capabilities exceed its mandated powers and the problem of pub public oversight of the agency. The source wishes to initiate a public debate about the security, creation, use, proliferation, and democratic control of cyber weapons. Here is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Here is the problem with that. Now, that's exactly what we need to do. I don't have it. I do not disagree with that at all. At all. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We are beholden to two wings of the same party in this country. And we have not gotten serious about third, fourth, fifth, sixth party candidates. Get as many as we should. Because as long as the Democrats and Republicans are running these things, do you expect them to provide adequate oversight for this monstrosity called the CIA's hacking division? Or the CIA, the CIA itself? Do you expect them to provide the oversight we need. We went through this. We went through Watergate. We went through the church uh, committee. We went through Iran-Contra. We went through all these things and nothing. We went through the 9-11 hearings and, you know, hey. <laughs> Wasn't like much was said, although a lot was talked about. We have these moments in time, just like our conversations on gender, our conversations on race. We have these conversations about national security, and we have these conversations about privacy, and we have these conversations over and over again about governmental overreach, but we never finish the talk. We never have any follow-through. We'll make conciliatory remarks. We'll nod our head towards certain things. But at the end of the day, we do absolutely nothing. And then this is how the CIA can do the things that it does. We've had brave whistleblowers. We have people who have come out and talked against what goes on in these agencies at the risk of their livelihood, at the risk of their freedom, and at the risk of their lives. They've done this, and we've done absolutely nothing with the information. What does all this mean? What does this WikiLeaks dump mean if it doesn't create some sort of paradigm shift in how we think about politics and how we think about accountability and how we play a role and a part in that. How, how does this matter if it doesn't lead to something substantive? Now, this brave individual who, who provided WikiLeaks with this information said there should be a public debate. A pub, I don't even think it's much of a doggone debate even. You're not supposed to be spying on us. Oh my goodness. You know? You know, look, sometimes I get on one of these tears and you know, Professor Rhymes go goes bye-bye. <laughs> Professor Rhymes go bye-bye and Reverend Rhymes shows up. <laughs> okay? 
Sometimes they get along quite well together. Sometimes one has to be, you know, then the other one has to leave. Just call me Sybil, all right? But at any rate, at any rate, you know, this is ridiculous. Now, this is what the source says. It says once a single cyber weapon is, quote-unquote, loose, it can spread around the world in seconds, people, to be used by rival states, cyber mafia, and teenage hackers alike. Now, I'm going to go down several points here because I don't want to weigh you down with too much information uh, about the, uh, the overalls. I want to uh, bring you into contact with some of the specific things that uh, that WikiLeaks showed through their analysis of the data. And I'm going to be reading through these documents myself. I don't look forward to it. Governmental documents just kind of put me to sleep. But, you know, you do what you're supposed to do, right? All right. So you see what I go through for you people? Do you see what I go through? I'm going to read government documents, okay? Quite the sacrifice. All right, CIA malware targets iPhone, Android, and smart, or not-so-smart TVs. CIA malware and hacking tools are built by EDG, Engineering Development Group, a software development group within CCI, Center for Cyber Intelligence. Once again, we have to not just become familiar with the CIA, but we have to start learning about what their front companies' names are, because it's through these front companies that they come in contact with real businesses and so forth. So we need to be aware of the front companies that these people need. We need that information. So I would love to see the dump of that information. Maybe it'll be upcoming, you know, in this uh, whole CIA dump thing. But anyway, getting back to what I was talking about. Um, so that uh, the EDG, Engineering Development Group, a software development group within CCI, just love those acronyms, Center for Cyber Intelligence, a department belonging to the CIA's DDI, <laughs> Directorate for Digital Innovation. The DDI is one of the five major directorates of the CIA. All right. On the fade, and, and I'll post some of this stuff on my page and on the uh, Rhymes Media Group's page. So the EDG is responsible for the development, testing, and operational support of all backdoors. Backdoors is how they get into your system through another way, you know, through the backdoor. So the EDG is responsible for the development, testing, and operational support for all backdoors, doors, exploits, malicious payloads, Trojans, viruses, and any other kind of malware used by the CIA in its covert operations worldwide. The increasing sophistication of surveillance techniques has drawn comparisons with George Orwell's 1984, but Weeping Angel developed by the CIA's, once again, another acronym, people, Embedded Devices Branch, the EDB, which infests smart TVs, Transforming them into covert microphones is surely its most emblematic realization. 
Oh my God. You know, to live long enough to where you don't see writers as just writers anymore. You begin to see them for the prophets that they are and were. You do. And George Orwell was prophetic in this regard. And he was prophetic as to how we got here, too. More of that some other time. The attack against Samsung smart TVs was developed in cooperation. Listen to this now, people. In cooperation with the United Kingdom's MI5. BTSS. So the UK's MI5 is all up in this too. Surprise, surprise, right? So after infestation, Weeping Angel places the target TV in a fake off mode so that the owner falsely believes that the TV is off when it is on. In fake off mode, the TV operates as a bug, recording conversations in the room and sending them over the internet to a covert CIA server. Do you get this? Do you get this? Almost make you feel sorry you, you, you got rid of that big old heavy TV, don't it? With the with the with the funny tube, huh? <laughs> Oh my goodness. The attack against Samsung Smart. No, I already said that. As of October 24th, the CIA was also looking at infecting the vehicle control systems used by modern cars and trucks. I am so glad for our vehicle now. <laughs> the purpose of such control is not specified. But it would permit the CIA to engage in nearly undetectable assassinations. I had to take a deep breath with that one, people. I'm sorry I got silent there for a moment. This is sobering. This is sobering information. Not, not that I didn't know that, you know, they were capable of this. If you know history, as I do, and have taught history, as I have, and have studied history and written about history, as I have, then you, you become pretty aware of the depths that a government, especially this one, can sink to. But the minute we stop being shocked to, to, to some degree is the minute we lose our edge to be active. I'm not saying we should lose our minds. I'm just saying we should lose our comfort. And this should make us uncomfortable. How uncomfortable is always the trick. But I believe it should be uncomfortable enough to cause us to try to muster up some sort of movement. And here's the thing. I've heard recently, you know, we had to start local, this, that, and the other, and community. I've been saying that for years. I understand that. 
And I get that. I really do. But there are things that are happening that my mayor can address, you know, when it comes to what I'm talking about right now. The things I'm talking about that my city council member can't do, can't do anything about. This is a time where, yeah, right at this moment, there are women marching all over the world. The International Women's Strike. There are women marching all over the world. And I don't begrudge people the protest or the march. I think those are necessary things. I do. They are necessary things. But after you are done, it's kind of like the wedding. Okay. You know, we go put all this preparation into the wedding, but very little preparation into the marriage. People plan weddings like they're about to, you know, attack some sort of foreign country. Charts and little figurines and, you know, <laughs> you know, they got the whole thing down. But do very little thinking about what does it mean to be in this relationship with this person? I love my analogies here, okay? I like to use analogy to bring us to the place of really understanding the point that needs to be made. And the point that I'm making here is protests, rallies, those things are fine. That's the, that's the wedding ceremony. The marriage is the organization, the hard work, the boots on the ground, the, 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 the finding where your gifts and talents fit and then working them until you can't work them anymore. That's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's where we're at. Now listen to this. Despite iPhone's minority share, 14.5% of the global smartphone market, in 2016, a specialized unit in the CIA's mobile development branch produced produces malwares, malware, excuse me, to infest, control, and exfiltrate data from iPhones and other Apple products running iOS such as iPads. CIA's arsenals includes numerous local and remote zero days. Now, you know what a zero day is? A zero day is a day that the CIA and all, you know, uh, uh, you know, the CIA goes through and says, okay, uh, we're going to go through a day where we're not going to tell Google and all these other different, you know, tech people out there, the tech community out there, that there are certain dangers. There's certain malware that could infiltrate, you know, their system. We're not, we're going to go a day without that, without telling them. That's what zero day is. That's what zero days are. 
Okay, because I, I, I want to explain this more specifically so you can really understand how diabolical it is. It says here that the CIA hoarded vulnerabilities. Zero days. In the wake of Edward Snowden's leaks about the NSA, the USA technology industry secured a commitment from the Obama administration that the executive would di disclose on an ongoing basis rather than hoard serious vulnerabilities, exploits, bugs, or zero days to Apple, Google, Microsoft, and U.S.-based manufacturers. Now, serious vulnerabilities not disclosed to the manufacturers places huge swaths of the population and critical infrastructure at risk to former inte foreign intelligence or cyber criminals who independently discover or hear rumors of the vulnerability. If the CIA can discover such a vulnerabilities, so can others. So he's to, they hoard it these days. They says, look, you know, don't tell them. Now, this is indirect. This is indirect. This is a direct contradiction to the U.S. government's commitment to the vulnerabilities equities process. And this came after lobbying from the U.S. tech and companies who risked losing their share of the global market over real and perceived hidden vulnerabilities. The government stated that it would disclose all pervasive vulnerabilities discovered after 2010 on an ongoing basis. So the tech companies say, look, we need you all to tell us about these vulnerabilities. Okay, we need to know uh, if we're at risk here. And so the vulnerability equities process said, okay, yeah, we'll do that. From 2010, from that point on, anything from 2010 and on, we'll give you on and, on, and we'll update you on an ongoing basis, is what they said. Now, year zero documents show that the CIA breached the Obama administration's commitments. Many of the vulnerabilities used in the CIA's cyber arsenal are pervasive and some may already have been found by rival intelligence agencies or cyber criminals. I don't know why they keep making this, you know, uh, this distinction, you know? The CIA are cyber criminals. I mean, honestly, they are. They're cyber criminals. Uh, they're breaking the law many times. They're the cyber criminals. So, yeah. This is where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is where we're at. All right, let's, let's move on here. This is quite, this is quite interesting. This is quite interesting. U.S. consulate in Frankfurt, Frankfurt is a covert CIA hacker base. You, you know, if I hear one more person talking about Russia trying to control the destinies of other countries, and <laughs> if I hear one more person, this is probably going to kick Angela Merkel in Germany in the backside come election time.
Because he got awful cozy with the U.S. Awful cozy with them. Got in Russia's face. You know about, you know, you all are hacking the U.S. election. The dude had to, the Russian, you know, envoy had to remind her, uh, excuse me, uh, haven't you been, you know, like hacked by your quote-unquote friends in the U.S.? <laughs> Hasn't that happened, Madam President? <laughs> My goodness. All right, hold on a second. I need to drink some water here. Now, in addition to his operations in Langley, Virginia, the CIA also uses the consulate in Frankfurt as a covert base for its hackers covering Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. CIA hackers operating out of the Frankfurt Consulate Center for Cyber Intelligence Europe, here are the acronyms again, or CCIE, CCIE, Center for Cyber Intelligence Europe, <laughs> are given diplomatic or black passports and State Department cover. The instructions for incoming CIA hackers makes Germany's counterintelligence efforts appear inconsequential. Breeze through German customs because you have your cover for action story down pat. And all they did was stamp your passport. This is, I guess this is one what one of the hackers was saying. Uh, your cover story for this trip, question, why are you here? Answer, supporting technical consultations at the consulate. Okay? Two earlier WikiLeaks publications give further detail on CIA approaches to customs and secondary screening procedures. Now, 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 let's tie this down. Earlier I tied this, how we have spent that much money on a program, a cyber uh, war arsenal that was over $100 billion that they ultimately lose control of, meaning someone got that for free and others may get it for free as well. <clears throat> you, you find this out at the same time they're talking about basically shaving and cutting down Medicaid, shaving and cutting down people's access to health care. Right? So the backdrop is that we spend all this unnecessary money on the military industrial complex and the intelligence industrial complex, okay? Spend all this money on that. And you got people going hungry. And you got people who can't get adequate health care. And if they do have it, they're in danger of losing it. Now, let's let's now take this aspect of this. We are whining and crying about, oh, what the terrorists will do to us if we don't put these bans in. We have to slow down the, the immigration into our country. These people can be dangerous. And oh, my goodness. Yeah, some of them could be. But hey, I'm looking over my shoulder at police who are killing unarmed black people. Okay? Right? I got more chance of that happening than being, you know, attacked by some extremist Muslim terrorist. 
and I got seven times more, I'm seven times more likely to be killed by someone who happens to be a white, right, right-wing extremist. Them there are the facts. This is not me loving on somebody, hating on anybody. It's just the facts of the reality of statistics. It works that way sometimes, people. But my point being that we are infiltrating countries as spies, our allies like roaches with the light off, <laughs> just scurrying and spreading all over the country, all over the globe. This is what we're doing. And at the same time, demagoguing people whose countries we basically have tried to bomb out of existence, by the way, making these people seem like they're evil incarnate, that they're, you know, some sort of, you know, uh, uh, evil creature lurking in the shadows of the dark. Of the night, excuse me. But this is what we're doing. Oh, no, no, no. We're only spies here to help you. I mean, this is like ridiculous. I'm going to end here. It says how the CIA dramatically increased proliferation risks. All right. And what is surely one of the most astounding intelligence goals in living memory, the CIA structured its classification regime such that for the most market valuable part of Vault 7, the CIA's weaponized malware, implants plus zero, zero days, listening posts, LP, and command and control C2 systems, the agency has little legal recourse. Hold on a second. The CIA made these systems unclassified. The CIA made these systems Weaponized malware, zero days where, you know, basically, hey, you know, we just want to see what people throw at these companies and then collect what they throw <laughs> at these companies. And don't tell the companies, you know, hey, you're you know, we're not going to protect you right now, okay? We're not going to give you the information you need to protect yourself. So it does all this stuff and then... They made those systems unclassified. Why the CIA? Now, this is, I'm asking the same thing, but I'm reading from WikiLeaks right now. But, I mean, we're speaking in stereo when it comes to this next thing. Why the CIA chose to make its cyber arsenal unclassified reveals how concepts developed for military use do not easily cross over to the battlefield of cyber war. 
to attack its targets, the CIA usually requires that it that its implants communicate with their control programs over the internet. If the CIA implants, command and control, and listening post software were classified, then CIA officers could be prosecuted or dismissed for violating rules that prohibit placing classified information onto the internet. So, Let's not break that law. <laughs> let's not break that law because, hey, you know, we're more likely to, hey, let's see, maybe end up in jail. Maybe. I, I still don't have a whole lot of faith for these people getting prosecuted or, or convicted if they are. <clears throat> now, what does this mean, people? What does this mean? As a result, now listen to this: the U.S. government is not able to assert copyright either due to restrictions in the U.S. Constitution. Now, this means that cyber arms manufacturers and computer hackers can freely pirate these weapons if they are obtained. The CIA has primarily the CIA has primi primarily had to rely on the obfuscation to protect its malware secrets. So what does that mean? How do they protect their secrets? You got a cyber war arsenal, don't you? No, we don't. That's the, that's how they protect it. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No, you do. No, no, we don't. That's their line of defense. I mean, this may sound childish, but that's exactly what it is. Their line of defense is for you to point out they have this or to say certain things like that is for them to just say, no, we don't. Hundreds, a hundred plus billion, a hundred billion plus in creating this stuff. And your safeguard against it is the childish refrain, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> you mean you get this? Obfuscation is their only defense against people, you know, when it comes to their, you know, software, when it comes to the stuff that they've done is to deny that they have it. Unreal. Unreal. Okay, this won't be the last time we talk about this. This will not, because there are over 8,700 documents that have been on the first day alone. The first day alone, there's over 8,700 documents. But I'll leave you with this thought, though. Now is the time for organized IT workers. Now is the time for organized electronic specialists. It's not just about creating the software anymore. It's about creating the actual computers that are hack-proof. About creating the actual technology 
that cannot be broken into. That's the organization I'm looking forward to saying. That's the movement I want to see next. Activist inventors, activist IT people, and we already have activist hackers, or I wouldn't be reading what's happening on WikiLeaks right now, <laughs> okay? So we have that. But you IT workers, you, you, you electronics people, you inventors, Use your brilliance, your intelligence, your intellect to create new avenues that are untainted by the military industrial complex and the intelligence industrial complex. We'll get to more of this some other time, people. All right. Until that time, God bless you. Take care. And by all means, people, be safe.